quick reminder before we start the show that we are on Spotify. So if you guys like to listen to your podcast on Spotify, follow us on Spotify. And another reminder, I will be sending koozies to anyone who uses any of our sponsor promo codes all this month. So if you use any of our promo codes, slide into my DMs on Twitter or Instagram with a screenshot, and I will get you those koozies in the mail. All this supports the show, and we can't thank you guys enough. All right, let's get to the show. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live on this President's Day from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Joey Nochel Prano. Happy President's Day, Andrew. Dude. Lots, of, lots of Andrew presidents, right? At least one. Andrew Jackson. Is there other Andrews? That's it. Really? Not a big fan. People are, a lot of people are not a big fan of Andrew Jackson. Yeah, he hasn't. His his resume doesn't exactly hold up after. Well, you know how they say that tweet didn't age well. Yeah, that presidency did not age well. Yeah, killed. But, little- by the way, there's a lot of people who are big Andrew Jackson fans as well. I'm sure, there's a lot of people who are like it's just a statue. Leave it up. Killed lots of Aaron's people. Yeah, rip Aaron. Rip. Twerks with wolves. Is Aaron still alive? I don't know. You you were the last one to see yeah. Aaron. I know a lot of people are probably like, "What are you talking about?" Well, we nicknamed Aaron Twerks with Wolves uh, yeah. on the live podcast, uh, the live broadcast for uh, the All Star Game on Saturday. Uh, you went out with him. We d- we drank a lot. Uh, we talked about a lot of different things, and a lot of people are like, "Where is it? Why why can't I watch it?" Uh, to which my answer is, "Hey." The Dirty Sports is a wild, it's the wild west of podcasting. Some things are going to be live forever. Some things are going to be live for a minute. Some things will be pulled down while we're still doing them. You want to see and hear everything that the Dirty Sports podcast can provide? I highly recommend you go to YouTube right now, subscribe to our channel, and set yourself up for uh, notifications when we go live. Don't miss it. Well, I'll just say this much about Saturday's live Debacle. I'm going to use the word debacle. Oh, I th- I disagree. But okay. okay, we did the NBA Saturday three point and slam dunk competition, yep. which lasted about two and a half hours. We continued to go on for another two hours. I was strip comatose. Yeah, I mean, there's multiple points of the video. I was so stoned. I was hitting the vape pen. The edible just destroyed me. Where I wasn't talking for long periods of time. Right, I couldn't even hold the microphone. You. It was like yin and yang. You were all worked up on the maker's mark. So you were high energy. Yeah. No chill. Yeah. In its finest. Where I was stoned, Ruther, and it was the differences between alcohol and cannabis. And I'll just say this to add on to what Joe just said. 
Yeah, you got to be there live because I made what I would deem a business decision to yank that off YouTube to protect a lot of things. Yeah, including our new intern. Yes. Who we're not trying to throw under the bus this first day. That interning. was a major protection. Yeah, he was sitting here. Yeah. You know, possibly some guilt by association. He, I've given up any hopes of having an actual job in life. It's it's part of the beauty of being Joe Prano. You, you ain't got, you know, like... If you don't have to worry about people going like, hey, uh, you got to go talk to HR, you can say whatever you want. This guy, he hasn't even started yet. Yeah. So, by the way, how about this sign? Lots of comments on YouTube about the sign. The hot sign. Look at this thing. It's a light up sign. By the way, this is a work in progress, just yeah. so everybody knows. The set is... The set's under construction. This is the first piece... Yeah. This is the foundation, and now everything will go around that. We just had to put some other shit back up today to uh, so that we could get this thing going. But basically, this is the next time you tune in, there's only three things that will for sure be here. Joe Prano, Andy Ruther, and this sign. Yeah. What what else will be here? Can Hard we, to say. Can we say Bill, Bill Walton's jersey? Bill Walton's probably going to be it, but can't say for sure. Okay. But... but but it's highly likely that the the goat's jersey will remain somewhere in the shot. Yeah. I, I appreciate all the comments about the sign. I saw a comment that said, the smut studio is getting too nice. Wow. Well, this sign's got a great story, but we'll we'll save it for another time. Because we got we got, a, we got a hot, short show today. We did four hours on Saturday night. If you four missed and it. Four and a half. It was, sorry. It was four hours and 29 minutes. Yeah. Which I very hazy on. Yep. Are you hazy on some things? I'm hazy on some things. But uh But Joe, but Joe's point of all this is if you subscribe on YouTube, you had it. Yeah. You were there. And, and it was left it was left up for a good 12 hours. Yeah. You had 12 hours to rewatch the NBA All-Star game and and God knows what my neighbors think. Yeah. Well, they know we believe in freedom over here at the Dirty Sports Podcast. I can tell you that. They they do. It is President's Day. I, before we jump in, we'll do some, obviously, some NBA talk, All-Star Weekend. Uh, last night was funny for me. I tweeted this out. I went to a Serbian restaurant in Culver City. Yeah, which was just the text that you sent me. I'm like, you eat Taco Bell and Tokoya. You eat, you eat basically five different taco sh- spots. How you ended up in a Serbian restaurant... I, how you ended up in Culver City... I mean, it's right here, but like, how often are you more than... One and a half miles from the beach. Well, here's the thing. Now I, you got your car. You're exploring. I do. It was the, exploring LA. Last night was the Let's first time. Culver City. Last night was the first time I had two people you in my pack car. pack a bag just in case you got fucking stuck? No. Well, here's the deal. I actually am always down to try food. You're like you're like Kramer on Seinfeld. He's like, he gets lost downtown. I'm always down to try food. Yeah. So that's the one thing about me. I will never say off limits. I'll try anything. So the mayor and... I had tongue tacos the other day. I told you that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'd love to try it. The mayor said, hey, I'm going out with my girl. He popped up here. They wanted to check in on see how big of a disaster my six-drawer Ikea thing was happening, and it just wasn't happening. So he said, Look, let's go out. Let's go. I want to show you this restaurant. I think you'll like it. It's a good spot to take girls on a date. So we go. It's a small restaurant in Culver City called uh, Metro Cafe, really good food who sits down with his family two tables away fucking bobin Bobby, back in la on all-star break 
you know, he's just traded. His family yeah. still probably lives here. Yeah. Watching a seven foot three NBA player, and by the way, the ceiling was not high in this restaurant. Yeah. It's a very small restaurant. I, I can I can say from having been in the Clippers locker room with the great Chris Wilde on the Clipcast and standing next to Bobin while he was sitting down, he is the biggest human being I've ever seen in real life. Ever. By like by a significant yeah. amount. So he sits down just two tables, like basically right next to me, because the table between us was empty. And yeah, him sitting down is like taller than me standing up, basically. Yeah. yeah. And he had to duck just to get in the doorway. Now, what is Serbian food? So here's what I had last night. I had it was like a, a lamb meal and it was still attached to the bone with some pasta. Go together like lamb and tuna fish. Yeah, with some it had some tomatoes around it. It, it was really good. It, it's a mix. It's not all Serbian food, right. but there was a lot of Serbians in the restaurant. Got it. You know, the, the guy waiting our tables was Serbian. There was like his table was only speaking Serbian. So I was curious though because I was telling the mayor and his lady, I'm like, yo, he plays for the Sixers, he just got traded. They didn't know who he was. I'm like, look how tall the guy is. Yeah. You know, seven foot three guy. He plays in the NBA. But then the debate came up about taking pictures with celebrities, and we all agreed you never ask anybody while they're eating. No. Yeah, that's just pretty rude. That was rude. Yeah. And we were debating if you really wanted to get a picture with somebody, what's the move? And the mayor's girlfriend actually had a great idea. She said she did this once. She didn't, she, you know, she works in the industry, so she doesn't really care about that stuff. But yeah. she goes, one time I basically waited until they were done. I got dessert. I waited it out until they were walking, you know, to be like, can I get a quick picture? Yeah. And I said, I think that's a good move. But the mayor posed a good question, which I thought was, is there anybody that I would interrupt their meal or really be like, I'd really mean a picture a lot. It'd mean a lot to me to get a picture with. I, I don't think there's anybody whose meal I'd interrupt for anything. Okay. Um, I'm not even sure if there's like the list of people who I'd even ask for a picture with in, in any situation. is pretty low. Um, like I'd, I'd more likely go up to somebody that I like really admired you know, if I saw David Letterman or Bill Murray or, you know, somebody whose who's work I really admire and and tell them that I really admire them their work. Yeah. Because that would be for me. And I feel like a picture is for everybody else. You're like, oh, now I'm going to put it on social media. Look who I ran into. Oh, it's so cool. Blah, blah, blah. Sure. Was he a nice guy? And it's like, I don't care about any of that stuff. Like sometimes when you have an opportunity and you get to do it, great. Like a lot of times after my shows, dirt balls will want to take a picture. Of course, I'm always happy to take a picture after shows. Like, you came, you supported, whatever. But I'll, I'll give uh, some Dirt Ball some credit, too. A lot of times, I'll be like, hey, man, do you want a picture? Because you could tell that they do. Yeah. But they don't want to ask. Yeah. And I get it. Like, you, I don't, I wouldn't want to put people out. I don't think there's anybody, like, that if it didn't feel normal or right that I asked a picture with, um... And like I can't think of anybody I'd interrupt. Yeah. For anything. Well, I said like I said to you when before the show, I was like, I think maybe the only person that I'd interrupt or like want to grab a picture with, if I saw, I'd just be like, I have to do this, would be like Riza. Yeah. I'd be like, I need I feel like he's I feel like we have a connection 
me and Riza, I feel like we'd be best friends. I feel like he needs to know that. We have the same birthday, 10 years apart. He's like the, you know, he's, I've said before, I think Riza is my spirit animal. I might have to tell him that, that I made a playlist called Riza is my spirit animal. For me, athlete wise, it'd be Eric Davis. He was the first poster I ever had, the first Cincinnati Reds player that I became just a huge fanboy of. Like Eric Davis for me would be a guy where it would mean a lot to take a picture with. But last night I definitely had a moment. They were done eating. He was there with his two kids and his wife. Wife very attractive, by the way. And I just kept thinking, I, I'll just be honest. I kept thinking, small Serbian women, woman, seven foot three Serbian man, how does this work sexually? You know, she's probably 5'5". Five, five. Yeah. He's 7'3". It works just like you think it works. It's, it's got to be difficult. I mean, his dick's not bigger than a baby. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. So, like, there's, uh, there's a precedent for things being able to go in and out of that. But, you know, they were just chilling there. They were done with their meal. The kids were kind of playing. I definitely had my spot. It's probably bigger than a preemie baby. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He's probably close to the size of a baby. So I Probably has a four-pound dick. I bet for sure he would have taken a picture with me, but I just also thought... No, yeah. NBA All-Star Weekend, let him enjoy the night off. Uh, like if I went to an L.A. restaurant and I saw somebody I really admired and then I'm waiting for my car at Valet after and they're wait- I'd be like, hey, we're both fucking yeah. standing here. You know what I mean? But I'm definitely more ballsy than you with that yeah. stuff. Yeah, I just I just have no use for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? What do I do once I have it? I put it in a scrapbook? The I put one, it on Instagram? See, the one thing I kind of regret is... It's not even about that. To me, a funny picture would be me holding my baby hands right. next to Bobin's seven foot three man hands. Yeah. Like to me, that's a funny picture. Sure. Not just to be like, hey, you know, I'm a huge fan, which come on. I'm not a huge Bobin fan. I'm not against Bobin. Be. He's fucking amazing. He's actually a low key underappreciated part of that trade, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, well, everybody's I, talking about Tobias Harris. I mean, I think I think as far true as true NBA adi- fans adding do, depth. do appreciate his his part of that trade. I think from a from a casual fan standpoint, they're like, oh, because he's moved around so much. But he's an underrated part of that trade, even from just like a personality standpoint. Like he's people love him. Yeah, I mean, he's already like he's the kind of guy. He goes in the game, he makes a shot. Like the crowd goes wild. Like it's good for fucking. He's a fan favorite. He's yeah. a team favorite. You're right. He, bring, yeah. he brings good energy to the team. Yeah. Did you watch any of the All-Star game? I watched a little bit of the All-Star game yesterday. I had I had two shows. So I left right around the end of the first half um, of the All-Star game for shows. I was listening to it in the car on the radio, but like, yeah. it's, it's an All-Star basketball game. Um, I don't like, I still don't like the system. What system? The drafting of the teams? Team LeBron, Team Giannis. I, I like it. I think it. I think it makes for, for interesting. You would prefer what? Just East West? Yeah, I like the traditional East West. Yeah, um, I don't know. The I think the East West thing got tired because basically no one gave a shit. And this way, at least there's some sort of camaraderie that comes with you know one guy picking you versus the other guy and all the reasons why. Obviously, a big thing that everybody was talking about this weekend is LeBron took all the free agents to be. And uh, was this some sort yeah. of all-star game? Tip? Which, by the way, that's the greatest part about the NBA is now like being propped up so much by the behind-the-scenes stories, the NBA Twitter, all that stuff. Like, 
I feel like more people follow that shit than actually follow the league. We, yeah, the social media is yeah. huge. Yeah, and the stories and where is everybody going to go? And I get it. Everybody just is like, oh, the Warriors are going to win. Fine. Okay. But to me, they're still it's still interesting. Like I'll watch uh, you know, a fucking New Orleans Pelicans Nuggets game that's on tonight because all the other games end and I'm, you know, Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll put that on like to me, the NBA is very enjoyable as compared to other sports. Like I can watch a random basketball game, maybe not in, in comparison to the NFL. Obviously, every NFL game is matter, but like baseball, I'll watch way more NBA two teams I don't care about than two baseball teams I don't care about. Yeah. Well, I saw an interesting stat: the NBA All Star Saturday, which again we called. You know what we could do, by the way? I still have the raw footage, the four and a half hours of YouTube. I have that. We could do a highest bidder fee. Non-disclosure. Interesting. Just tossing it out there. Yeah. We could also do like a... uh, Edited version. An edited highlights for, you know, that we'll put up if we get more of a universal kind of... Like if if the if if we crowdfund uh, Nick D'Alessandro's editing fee, it's a good point too. You know, four and a half hours. By the way, I audio recorded that too. Great. So I'm just saying. I feel like you're trying to blackmail me here. Are you are you like highest bidder? No, no, <laughs> or, no, 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 no. Or no, no, it gets no. released. No, 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 no. Because the, you already said we're in a guilt by association age. Right. I blackmail you. I'm blackmailing myself. Right. There, there's no point. It's in that. mostly the kid. It's mostly, it's mostly. We can't, we can't be stealing. We, we've already steal, stolen his land. We can't steal his future. Yeah, I mean that that hit me mid live stream. I was like, "Holy shit!" Twerks with wolves. Yeah. R.I.P. Law. You'll take my eyebrows, but you'll never take my freedom. <laughs> but what I was gonna say initially was the NBA All Star Saturday had lower ratings than the Home Run Derby of this previous summer. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Because. Here we are, everyone's saying, oh, nobody watches baseball. Rob Manfred's trying every way to change the longest, you know, sport, longest running sport in this country. To me, that does say something that, hey, people still do care. Yeah. Um, And I know they're two different events, but you take the two main all-star events that aren't the actual games, and the fact that the Home Run Derby had higher ratings. I'm certain... By the way, on a global scale, more people watch the basketball. Okay, on a global scale. Yeah. I'm just talking states, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I also think that there's something to weekend versus weekday. You know, prime like that was Saturday. It was a Saturday night on a holiday weekend. Yeah, like, yeah. It's the NBA, and it starts at five. But that's eight. You know, it started out five here. Started on eight in the East Coast. It's like I remember even being, you know, in high school and college and having to like VHS record it or DVR it because I'm going to go out, you know? Yeah. And same thing, like every year I watch the Home Run Derby because it's like, it's a Tuesday. I guess I'm watching the Home Run Derby. Like what else is there on? Sure. You know, especially in the middle of the summer when baseball is the only thing happening. But look. uh, Because we all agreed though that this year's slam dunk contest was lame. I, I think they gotta I think they gotta do away with all the props. I think they've gotta like 
focus on like I hate to say that like I mean the what the bottom line what it comes down to is like they have guys who are not interesting from a name standpoint. So then these guys have to do it like you, you need know, stars. You know, Giannis said, Oh, maybe dunk contest next year and then, you know, Donovan Mitchell said, If you're in, I'm in and it's like, now we're talking. You know? Not that those guys don't have the ability to dunk, but it's like if you need to jump over a fucking airplane. Model airplane. Yeah. I agree. I mean, and everybody roasted it on social media. Yeah. People didn't like it. Yeah. I, I mean, mean th- t- these 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 it's turning into a Broadway play. I I remain that hey, make it so the basket can go up. Put a put a piece of tape down and say yeah. I can jump from behind the free throw line. Like to me, if you can jump you know, if, if Giannis can two hand from behind the free throw line, or if you know somebody can three sixty from the free throw line, uh, you're going to get my ten over jumping over a plane every day of the week. We've already seen it. How many things has to be jumped over? So Shaq's been jumped over. Dwight Howard's been dump, jumped over. Dwayne Wade's been jumped over. They've jumped over a car. They jumped yeah. over a plane. They jumped over a fucking J Cole. They jumped over. It's like we get it. I, I, you jumping over something no longer impresses me. I, I mean, it was pretty offensive, though. I don't know why more people aren't talking about it. the fact that he purposely jumped over the Twin Towers and kicked them with his foot. Yeah. Very offensive. Yeah. As someone who has been accused of perpetrating 9-11, you trying to steal my thunder, bro? Who was that, bro? I don't even remember. I don't know. I couldn't even tell you who was in the dunk. We this sa- year? We sat here and we watched. Oh, well, it was Dennis Smith. It was Amadou Diallo. It was uh, who else was it? who else did we have? See, I mean, well, in my fair, in in my defense, I got blackout. That's so. what I'm saying. I was I was blacked out, stoned. Yeah. How about that tweet I put out from Aaron? We go to the bar afterwards. He looks at me and he goes, "Who won the three point contest?" <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I go, bro. We watched the whole thing. Yeah. The white guy, Joe Harris. Joe Harris. Shout out to Alex Bresler. He's gonna rebuy the Nets with his winnings. <laughs> Amazing, yeah. Aaron, Aaron learned. I think, I think intern Aaron. I don't know where he's at right now, but I think he learned that he could not go shot for shot with you. A lot of people have learned that lesson over the years. He was, I was comatose. He was comatose. We got to the bar. He lasted maybe half a drink. I said, "I need to leave." Yeah. And uh, we've never heard from him again. So, uh, Aaron, it was works good, with wolves. It was a good two. Episode run. Yeah, two episode and a live podcast run. Yeah, it was good stuff. Live broadcast. Is there any other NBA stuff that we want to cover? Obviously, there's sec- ru- there's rumors that uh, James Dolan was gonna was courting offers for the Knicks, uh, which was the excitement today. Uh, I saw it tweeted a bunch, and then I heard that Bill Simmons talked about it on his podcast. I listened to three minutes of uh, that podcast on the way over. Um, that apparently the, the, what Bill Simmons was saying is he's trying to sell the Knicks, but just the Knicks. So what, what's happened in the past is somebody has owned Madison square garden and everything like, so the Knicks, the Rangers, the building, you know, don't forget the Liberty. Yeah. The, right. The Liberty, <laughs> uh, the circus, you know, basically everything that goes on in the garden and the report from Bill Simmons that I heard. And I don't know if he's the only person that reporting is reporting is that he was just trying to sell the New York Knicks. Now, uh, just since we started the show, 
uh, Dolan has put out or the Knicks have put out a statement. It's one hundred percent false. And but I mean, who knows? That, but but it would be the greatest thing that ever happened to me. How long is he on the Knicks? I'll yeah, like late nineties. Uh, yeah, or early two thousands. Two thousand two or something. Yeah. Who owned the Knicks before Dolan? I forget. I mean, it's it's passed through a couple hands in my lifetime. They're still, you know, Forbes just released the, the most valuable sports franchises, and then that's they're, a, they're still the most valuable sports franchise, right? And that's a very, um, you know, that article. Like, I don't know what that number entails. Like, I don't know if that means if you, you know, own Madison Square Garden, right? Too. And all that stuff. And, I think and, it's just the team. Yeah, it's the New York market. Probably, I mean, again, we've we've seen this with the Dodgers. We've seen this with the Clippers. Like, if they valued him at four billion, he could probably get even Five. more than that. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. It'd be fantastic. It'd be a great time for it to happen if they get. You know, they're going to have a top three pick. So, you know, free agency. I always wonder what goes through the minds of these a lot of these owners, because take somebody like James Dolan. He has to know. He's despised. He's hated. Do you know how James Dolan made his money? Do you know where all no, this stuff? I don't know anything about him. Right. Exactly. You only know his name because he's the owner of the New York Knicks. That's what I'm saying. As someone who... That's what's going through his mind. Is who am I if I don't own this team? I, I This is what I know about James Dolan. I know he owns the Knicks and he plays in a shitty band. Yeah. And he owns the Rangers, and he owns Madison Square Garden. Exactly. And he made all his money from Cablevision, and uh, he's... But but the reason I'm bringing that question up, and it's not just James Dolan, it's it's these owners that are hated. It's like the Mike Brown uh, of the Cincinnati Bengals. It's these these various owners that are despised, that no one likes. They have to know that and... Does that just not bother them? Because at the end of the, I think they're. I think on a certain level, is it some sort of ego thing? I'm just trying to put my. On a certain level, you've convinced yourself that like you only are hearing the negative. Like I believe Donald Trump thinks that he's well liked, even though his approval rating is trash. But hold on, even Donald Trump has his diehard supporters. That's my point. Right. There, there are no diehard James. They just don't exist. There's no one out there who's a New York Knicks fan who's like, yeah, James Dolan's a great owner. That's my point. You, you have certain owners that are vehemently hated, and he's one of them. So I'm just trying to understand the psyche of why are you even holding on to this team? If you could sell the Knicks for $5 billion, what's the thought process? Because, well, I think the thought process is what am I – Right. That's why I'm assuming if there is any truth to it, he's trying to just sell the Knicks. Then he can still have Madison Square Garden. He can still put on the Billy Joel concert once a month. He can still have the Rangers. He can still have, you know, the circus. He can still have fucking ice capades. He can still have whatever. He can still have, you know, everything that they do. And he can still be, I'm James Dolan. That's why there's probably some truth to it because he's, he's, Hated by Knicks fans. So he's like, fine. Well, now I get to get rid of the Knicks. I get $5 billion and I get to keep my clout. Because if the question is, why doesn't he just sell everything and get, you know, $40 billion for the whole shebang? It's like, because then he's just the dickhead, the rich dickhead in the band again that no one will go see. Yeah. I just, I just, owners in general, 
I think it's an interesting dynamic because most of these men have always been successful financially in the business world and the private sector, right? But then they own teams that fucking suck. And the argument is, do they just not care? Is the bottom line for them just the money that they're making? I think a lot of times it's that they care so much that they don't leave it to people who know what the fuck they're doing. Like James Dolan wants to be known as the guy who fucking turned the Knicks around. That's why he's always like, we got to trade for Carmelo. We got to do it. He wants to come here and he forced that trade. And it's like, man, Donnie Walsh actually knows basketball. You should have let Donnie Walsh run that fucking team. And because you didn't, you actually set the Knicks back again. And then it was like, oh, fuck, I fucked that up. Now I'm going to pay Phil Jackson all the money and say he can do it. And then he fucked that. It's like... But my argument would be, again, this is for all owners. Everybody wants to be Mark Cuban. They were... But even... But hold on. That's a great example. Even Mark Cuban. All these owners were business savvy before they owned a franchise, right? Yeah. And most of these people all understood... It doesn't take one person to run a company. It's obviously, it's a group of people. So my argument is, take Jerry Jones, for example. Jerry Jones is a successful businessman. He amasses all this money enough to buy the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones obviously had other people who helped build him into Jerry Jones. Why is it suddenly then when they own a sports team, they take all that that they've learned and that has helped them become successful and they throw it aside and say, no, no. I'm going to help decide. Because no one... Why is it just that business? Because, because who's the biggest oil baron in Texas right now? Is it... Uh, Who fucking knows? T-Poon Bickens or who's something? Who's the or biggest Pickens, shipping his name? baron? Nobody knows. Who's the biggest whatever? But we all know George Steinbrenner owned the Yankees. Yeah. We all know Jerry Jones owns the Cowboys. The reason is because this is who he is. This It is so much more important to people who owns the Cowboys then who's making the most money on oil in Texas. It'll like that's why they do it. Everybody wants to be Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban, tech guy, sold a bunch of things. No one would know who Mark Cuban is if Mark Cuban didn't own the Mavericks, get in trouble for fucking talking shit to refs, get yeah. fined. That turns into Shark Tank. Shark Tank turns into like like that's but, what everybody wants to be. Everyone wants to be a famous sports owner but even mark cuban that's why the people who are gonna buy the knicks that's why you're gonna hear puff daddy that's why you're gonna hear fucking all these guys yeah that's why you're gonna hear all these guys that want to make a name for themselves but mark cuban that's my point mark cuban took the dallas mavericks franchise which was a joke right yeah for years yeah it was the armpit of the western conference the nba he turned them into a respectable franchise obviously won a title but he also hired other people. That's my point. Right. Mark Cuban is very hands-on, but he also understands, hey, I'm a hardworking dude from Pittsburgh who made my money from broadcast.com. I can't evaluate talent. Now, am I going to be an asshole to the refs? Am I going to be there? Yeah. He was the first owner to pretty much ever do that. And I love Cuban. I'm a huge fan of Cuban. Yeah. My point is, Jerry Jones isn't doing what Mark Cuban did from a managing the team perspective. Like, like Jerry Jerry Jones, I mean, there's still rumors this last Cowboys season that Jerry Jones and his, you know, kids who are running the show are in the ear of Jason Garrett on play calling. That's 
absurd to me. Well, that's first of all, you're an 85 year old dude. You're, I mean, first of all, he's the GM. Second of all, it's why Jason Garrett's the coach. Exactly. Yeah, and everybody wants, you know, Jerry Jones is a lunatic narcissist that has a giant the Jones bus that he's driving around. He's fucking, you know, he that's what he wants. He wants to make the Cowboys champs just like he did when he fucking took over originally and he wants all the credit for it. But again, what I don't understand if Jerry Jones wasn't a, a lunatic, Jimmy Johnson would still be the coach of the Cowboys to this day. And that's a great point and it's wild that he couldn't keep a guy who was winning. Who was his fucking college teammate? Who's like his buddy? That's true. Going back to the Arkansas days, I forgot about that. But my point, which I said earlier, Prano, to come back to that, is you're Jerry Jones. You're James Dolan. You're any of these owners. You're Mike Brown for the Cincinnati Bengals. A lot of these people are smart business people. Again, that's how they got there. If it hasn't worked, take Jerry Jones. Dude, you haven't won a Super Bowl since the mid-90s. Maybe your shit isn't working. How How is he not seeing that? How are How are these people not seeing that? They saw that in their other businesses. Right. Maybe, they, maybe they mix it up. If I'm doing something in my life and it's not working, hey, maybe I should change it up. Maybe I should do something different. He's Jerry Jones. Who's, saying, who's telling him that? I just don't understand from a just psychological perspective how Dude, these it's, owners... It's, it's, he's the king in the castle. No one's coming out like... You, you get sent to the fucking pit of misery if you if you say fucking boo to Jerry Jones. You don't get out. You're not on the bus. Dilly dilly, you're off the bus. <laughs> Jerry Jones is the king of yeah. the dilly dilly commercials. Yes, yeah. yeah. It's basically and, and, what he and is. every other mega megalomaniac billionaire owner as well. They're all they're all these guys. But they but they aren't all. That's my point. But uh, but the majority of them are. There's fucking seven guys who aren't. Steve Bomber, lunatic, he's dancing on the sideline. He hired Jerry West. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I don't know anything about basketball. I just want to be a bald, crazy but, man and sit us under the But that's thing. my point. Yeah. There, but I'm saying there's seven of them. There's Cuban. There's Bomber. There's fucking the dude who bought the Warriors. The, and a lot of them are the new guys who are like have a modern sensibilities. It's just weird. I Again, I just find it weird that they're so good in the in the business world, and then they enter the sports and, business. And half of them, it's like, how good are they in the business world? Like, how, you know, if you're from a fucking Texas oil family, what do you really got to do? Hope to not run out of oil? Let's, let's, he didn't fucking reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Right? Like, give me give me some fucking oil wells right now. Like, I'll get rich. Basically, you're saying, give me a million bucks. I'm not going to fuck it up. Yeah. it's. I, I mean, a million, like, look at, you know, some of these guys have so much fucking money. Yeah. Well, for your sake, yeah, okay. and, and not just your sake. As someone who is a fan of sports, I think it's good for the NBA. I always say this. I firmly believe it's good for the league when a team like the Knicks or the Lakers or the Celtics, you know, big markets, historic teams, are good. It's going to be better for the NBA if the Knicks are good. So it's better if James Dolan is no longer the owner. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah. You would think that more. You would think that the fucking Adam Silvers and the you know Rob Manfreds of the world would let would would be more proactive in taking teams away from you know 
the Dolans and the Wilpons, especially New York teams, but whatever. You know, there's all kinds of backdoor fucking dealings, and yeah, you know, we'll get. Well, obviously, we're we're going to touch on some of the backdoor owner conversations that went on in the NFL that have led to them fucking backing up a uh, truck full of money to Eric Reed and Colin Kaepernick. Well, let's do that. But before we do that, I want to say, guys, NBA season, the second half is upon us. Major League Baseball is right around the corner. Spring training's here sooner than later. Hockey's in full bloom. Go to any of these events. But before you do those events... You got to go on SeatGeek. Yeah. It's the only place to get tickets. The only. The only place. And we've been getting some great tweets. We got a tweet yesterday. Somebody used SeatGeek. They sent me a picture. And once again, I have over here to my right, you can't see off camera. I have two big things full of koozies. If you send me a screenshot using promo code DIRTY from SeatGeek, I will send you not one, but two. Dirty sports koozies in the mail. So, Dirtballs, take advantage of this offer right now because you get $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code DIRTY today. That's promo code DIRTY for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. I'll tell you what I uh, have been looking for tickets on SeatGeek for. Some spring training games. The annual spring training dirty sports trip. There's rumors that I'm going to be breaking in. The new car, the official break-in of the new car on a road trip to Arizona for the Cactus League. If you're you're off from school in March or if you live in Arizona or if you want to just see some, if you're you're down to travel for some spring training games, keep your eye on our Twitter. Keep your eye on, you know, your ears on this show. Soon to announce our Cactus League schedule. Yeah. With tickets courtesy of SeatGeek. That's right, Joe Prano. I'm very excited about that. Get those two chains Mix is going for the ride. Yeah. A little Juicy J. Our, our, our annual rap uh, mixtape for the well, for spring training. Well, ASAP Rocky. Yeah. Bank of Venice the other night was playing hot fire, late 90s, early 2000s rap hits. Love you, it. You know that's my wheelhouse. Yeah. Tons of St. Louis rap. Wow. Losing my mind. I'm talking not just Nelly, Murphy Lee, St. Lunatics. Jaquan, you don't even know who I'm talking about, do you? I, I don't. I don't know who Murphy Lee is. He's part of the Saint Lunatics. Yeah, you know, you know what the hook gonna be with Jermaine Dupree his popular song. <laughs> nothing. I got nothing. My rap knowledge, I would say I have. I have the most random rap knowledge. Yeah, of- you have a very specific like. Midwest to South love of the rap game. Oh, love it. It's it's so funny. Like in the in the late nineties, early two thousands, when us New Yorkers were caught up in the East West rap game, you guys were just hiding in the Midwest. Like, <laughs> yo, y'all motherfuckers can kill each other all you want. Saint Lunatics on the come up. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Like, well, when they kill each other, the Saint Lunatics will be the only ones left. Jaquan. Just hiding under the fucking the arch. Just so you know, you know the song. You know the song. Everybody in the club getting tipsy. Yeah. That's Jaquan. Okay. Little one hit wonder. Yeah. Little little rap knowledge for everybody out there. Okay, let's get into the Colin Kaepernick discussion because it's gonna happen, guys. You missed Prano going off on Saturday. Yeah. I I've been I've been smiling about it since it happened. Uh I called it the other night the greatest finesse in history. A guy said cops sucks. 
Um, cops suck, and he and he got paid. Now we'll never know how much he got paid um, because of a non-disclosure uh, agreement. But you don't have to be a brain surgeon to know he made him and Eric Reed made a fuck ton of money because they wouldn't have settled otherwise. And well, there's a lot of there's a lot that we can discuss here. Yeah, and there's a lot that I want to discuss. There's a, a variety of different angles to take on this. One is Prano's right. So. All reports are saying between sixty to eighty million, and that's just a guesstimate. I would honestly think it would be higher. I but my one question would be, but how, we'll never know. We'll never know. Although I mean, we might one day know. But I was I was reading articles on that last night. They think this is eventually going to come out. Yeah. Um, which then is a whole other legal matter. Right. Who leaked it? Whose camp was it? The NFL was it? Kaepernick's lawyers. Well, the one question is... Well, then I saw the reports that, like, depending on how they did it, like, you know, the Green Bay Packers are a public, yes, publicly traded yes. team, and that could come out in their reports because they have to put their shit so, out there. So that's a good point. So the Packers being a publicly traded team... But the NFL's probably considered that and therefore saying, like, oh, this is how we're going to do it. We're going to pay out of our funds. and We're going to be able to figure it out, they said, if the Packers release financial statements, which they have to, because, again, they're a publicly traded team. I am curious what amount Eric Reed got versus Kaepernick because Eric Reed has still continued to play in the NFL right but so the argument was and uh, obviously the stupid people are making the argument was oh if he wasn't if he was being blackballed how is he still in the league and the argument to that is for uh, you know a few months there he was apparently so washed like Colin Kaepernick that he didn't deserve any contract whatsoever but then he gets picked up when somebody gets desperate, and now he's worth $22 million. Now he gets an additional contract. Right. So the argument that a guy was one minute unhirable by the NFL and the next minute a $22 million safety is actually proof of collusion. And that was one of the things that said that his contract may have helped push this yeah. along. And, you know, the bottom line is that the argument that Colin Kaepernick is not in the league because he's not talented enough, the NFL just agreed that that is factually incorrect. Well, yeah, there's a few things here. So if you're still saying that, please stop. The NFL disagrees with you. The NFL... As a league. This this is basically what has happened here. Again, there's a lot of stuff working. The NFL, by paying him protected themselves in this way had this gone to trial like i follow this pretty closely yeah had this gone to trial there was apparently tons of emails and text messages which would have been leaked now the nfl might have still won the trial but everything that i've read from all the different websites said this it would have made the nfl look awful yeah even they 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 were talking about trump being involved yes 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 the owners being involved they're talking about like you know so many different things that where if if it had been exposed could have basically torn down the fabric of the yes. NFL. Yes. Saying that these owners are all like when you watch the NFL, you have to believe all these owners are working against one another to try to win a championship. If this shows that they're all working together on something to stop some teams from getting some guy and stop another team from getting like there's the, the they what they don't want, they don't want it out there that Daniel Snyder says, my team 
just lost our quarterback and I'm going to sign the guy. And them saying, if you do, the rest of us are going to make you pay for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, that's very important that for some reason I think has been lost in the mix of all this is that had it gone to trial, people had already given they were already given what's a, is it a deposition when they yeah. interview people? Yeah. So all these different depositions from owners to Roger Goodell to different people involved. This was already on record. Yeah. Emails were on record. Text messages were on record. So the point is this, guys, had it gone to trial again, the NFL still could have won. But they ultimately, from a PR perspective, would have lost because they would have had to expose internal documents. So that's very important to know. And the other thing that you know, the other thing for people, because this is the same thing that happened when you know Colin Kaepernick's not playing. People love to make these wild claims about, oh, here's why this, here's why that. Here's the things that are like factually incorrect. You're saying, oh, the NFL just didn't want to pay their lawyer fees anymore. It's like, guys, the NFL is paying lawyers 24-7, 365. People are fucking suing them over CTE. People are suing them over fucking, you know, the military shit. People are like, the NFL is not worried about their fucking legal fees. That's nonsensical. Yeah. They, Tom Brady, golden boy of the NFL, was suspended four games and was like, I'm going to take you to the Supreme Court. They were like, cool, call us when you get there. We'll have our lawyers ready. And eventually Tom Brady dropped. Like they're prepared forever to see all these legal matters to the end because they have unlimited funds. Yeah, yeah. So the idea that they gave, they're like, oh, we just want it off our plate. That's nonsense. They didn't want the Tom Brady thing off their plate. They didn't want the, you know, deflate gate off their plate. They didn't want, you know. Well, uh, well, what's important here is, again, CTE. They're not paying off. They they haven't settled the CTE case just to have it off their plate so no one's talking about this it. This is the first time. And again, these are all facts. I, I'm looking at this purely from as objective a point of view as I can. The facts are this is the first time the NFL has really ever given in. The Tom Brady thing, I'm glad you brought that up. They fought that. And Tom Brady eventually was like, fuck it. I'm going to take my four-game suspension. So this is admitting two things. One, in a way, the NFL is admitting collusion by giving him money because this is uncharted territory admitting some level of it exactly so they're admitting maybe not across 32 teams maybe not across whatever but they're they're proving that they don't want whatever that information is they don't want people to know about it so the nfl is admitting some level of collusion without a doubt like that's just a fact or they wouldn't have paid him I was shocked. I thought for sure this would go to trial. I mean, again, I don't, not a lawyer or anything, but I was surprised that the NFL paid him out. But I'm also a little disappointed, if, if I want to be truthfully honest. I would have loved to see it go to trial to see these emails, to see these text messages, to get the depositions out in the public because I want to see what really is going on behind the scenes because that, that, that's very... Interesting to me to expose the NFL. And that, again, goes back to what you were saying before, which is like they could have still won or they could have lost even less, right? So like if you're – like the the argument that Colin Kaepernick is a sellout is another fucking stupid argument because it's like if you're his lawyers and you're going like, yeah, we've got enough. And if we go, you know, they, they, and they decide they're, they're going to, you know, like, here's the best case scenario. We go, we expose them. They give you $2 million from every team. You guys, you guys, you know, split 64 million or whatever it is. And you go on your merry way. They're offering you 80. They're offering you a hundred. Like 
no one's ever in the history of anything well, ever not taken the deal. Well, I, and the thing about Colin Kaepernick selling out that people are missing is Colin Kaepernick can say anything he wants, anytime he wants. He can still have his foundation. This this has nothing to do with anything but his ability to make a, a living in the NFL, which is what he was suing them for. So as long as he made more money than he ever could have imagined making those last two seasons in the NFL that they didn't let him be there, he wins. I'm not calling him a sellout, but we'll never know. That I will say that. But Or will we? We'll never know if this was all about the money. We won't, though. I, I, I'm just being honest here from an objective standpoint. We'll never know if this is about the money. But the point is, here's the thing. It was always all about the money because he's not... He was suing for collusion of keeping him off the field. He accused them of colluding with one another to keep him from playing football. And what he lost in that because obviously he made Nike money. Obviously, he whatever he you know he's not getting hurt. He's not getting. What he's saying is, I wanted to play and they wouldn't let me. And the only thing that he gets from playing, because he has plenty of press, the only thing he gets from pl- playing is a paycheck. Yeah. So it was always about his inability to make a living because they colluded against him. So. It was always about money because he can go out there and still talk about police. He can still talk about, you know, uh, you know, systematic racism. The NFL has no say over what Colin Kaepernick does as a human being. Only what they had a say over is what, whether or not they they didn't even have a say over whether he could kneel or not on the sideline, which we've already discussed. They don't have a rule over it. He didn't yeah. break any corporate laws. He sure. didn't break any team rules. The only thing that they had say over was whether or not he could get hired. And they colluded to have him not hired. And he goes, well, now I made enough money that I would have made if I had yeah. been hired. And everybody's saying, oh, it's not worth, you know, he wanted $20 million. How absurd. He probably made more than $20 million for each of those last two seasons. Yeah. It's the greatest win in history. Honestly, he, he took on the big, he took on the Death Star and the Death Star settled. I mean, again, he didn't I'm, have to blow it up. They again, just paid him. Again, I'm shocked. Uh, and, and I, and I want to say everyone out there who are quick to say, oh, well, how much is he going to donate to charity, this and that? My, my stance is this. He's already donated millions. That's a fact. Yeah. Correct? Correct. So he can do what he wants with his money. Um, for me... Looking on the outside in, this is a huge win for players. Like, like I'm not even talking about the rights. Like, guys, you, you can argue all you want about the standing for the anthem and police and all that. I'm not even talking about that. My standpoint as a guy who's a fan, a diehard fan of the NFL, is the owners had all these guys by the balls on every aspect of the game and this, what this is, if you're a fan of football, you should like this because this gives some sort of power. That's the word I'm looking yeah. for. Some sort of power to the players who have had zero power, whether it's getting cut on the spot, whether it's the CTE, See, the, the, that's whether what, it's the drug stuff. To me, this is the silver lining 
as someone who loves the NFL, is finally some of these guys. You know, we've had these guys on our show. When Ryan Grant comes in our show, when he sits right here and he says, my health insurance is going to run out, a guy who, you know, busted his ass, played in the NFL as an all-pro running back, and you think, your health insurance is going right. to run out? Like, and and the, that doesn't make sense bigger, to me. The bigger issue to me also is nobody, no single player is like untouchable in the NFL. Not one. Not Aaron Rodgers. Not Patrick Mahomes. They suspended Tom Brady for four games. The golden boy. Yeah. The goat by everybody's fucking standards, right? They suspended him for four games. He said, I'm going to take it to the Supreme Court. They said, cool. Call us when you get to the Supreme Court. We'll have our lawyers meet you there. Have fun, Tommy boy. Good luck. That's what they said. No one player is bigger than the league. Now, what this proved, right? Because for everybody that's saying, if Colin Kaepernick were good, he'd be playing. Other guys kneeled and are playing. Malcolm Jenkins kneeled. Eric Reed kneeled. This guy kneeled. That guy kneeled. Here is the problem with that argument. No one player is bigger than the NFL. But when 30% of your players are doing something, that's when they suddenly caved. That's when suddenly, okay, cool. Everybody, we we thought about having a rule. We're not going to have a rule. Kneel if you want. Guys, we're still kneeling. It's fine. Because 30% of your players actually do have power. But what they did to Colin Kaepernick, what they tried to do to Colin Kaepernick is they tried to say, hey, look, you get something going, you try to start this movement, we're not going to be able to stop all of you. We're going for you. But the first guy that does it, you're out. Yeah. So don't be the spark that lights a fire because we're going to extinguish you. Whatever happens from there, whatever. We can't control all our players. But, but don't get in your mind that you can be the one that starts some shit because we'll ban your ass from this fucking league. And what that does is that scares players from being the first to get something going. And what Colin Kaepernick did in getting a boatload of cash from them is say, fuck you. You guys can't do that. Yeah. You guys can't say, we all agree that any time the first guy steps out of line, fuck that dude. Because they just paid. And anybody saying... Oh, even if he did get $100 million, the league uh, has infinite money. The league, the NFL, is a collection of owners. It's 32 owners. There is no league. The league is a the league is a conglomerate of 32 corporations acting as one league. Yeah. I am friends with people involved in two NFL franchises. If he got $100 million, I can tell you for a fact Neither of those people were happy that they woke up and $3 million were gone. They were just like, ah, whatever, $3 million, that's cool. $3 million, regardless, is a fucking lot of money to whoever you are. No one wants to just show up and say, hey, we just paid out $3 million for no fucking reason. You wake up in the morning and there's $3 million missing from your bank account. You're pissed off. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much fucking money you have. So the idea, it's like, oh, they just paid him and then they can move on. Guys, they didn't want to pay him. They were never going to pay him. The only reason they paid him is because they were going to take an L. One way or the other, they were going to take an L. They took a huge L. This is one of the biggest L's in the history of sports. It's changing the power structure. Yes, and, and that's the point that I want to get back to. 
You have to ask yourself this if you're listening or watching our show. Do you want to side with the money-hungry piece of shit owners that we just went in length about earlier talking about Jerry Jones and James Dolan? Do you want to side with those type of people? Or do you want to side with the players? Because again, for me, I don't, this isn't about the anthem. This isn't about kneeling. This isn't about all those things. It is, but and it is and it isn't. But for me, the bigger picture, like Joe's saying, is this power structure. And as a guy who definitely would like to side more with the players, yeah. not the owners who use taxpayer money to build stadiums. The they owner, charge the Department of Defense just yes. to fucking show the flag. The owners who charge you $15 for a bottle of of what uh, you know a beer or ten dollars for a bottle of water so ask yourself this if you're saying well fuck you ruther fuck you prano fuck kaepernick by doing that you're saying i side with the rich owners who are charging me twelve dollars for a bottle of water but this is where you and i then disagree because this is this is the question if we if everybody agree any reasonable person in america that's not a billionaire fucking oil mogul is going to be on the side of you know the 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 freedom to make a a dollar in America and is going to be pro free speech in America and it's going to be pro like not being not losing your right to employment because you have an opinion everybody all those things how are you still on the other side that's where I go well there's something deeper at work here you're refusing to admit it you're refusing to say this is why and just be open about it and say yeah. Fuck that dude for f- being a fucking loud, proud black man in America. They're afraid to do it, and they keep dancing around the fucking issue. And that's where I'm so. W- unless you're a billionaire oil magnate, how are you not on his side? How are you on their side? That's what I don't understand. How are you anti-free speech, anti Americans having a fucking opinion, anti-players having power. How are you? You're still arguing against it. He's a sellout. They didn't really fucking pay him. But like if you're still doing that, my thing is we all know why you're still against him. You just refuse to say it. That's my issue. When you're still fighting, go on Twitter right now. People are still fighting. They won. He lost. He doesn't want to play. The only reason they paid him is because he wanted to play and they did not let him. That case is over. Yeah. It's over. If he if there was proof he didn't want to play, they wouldn't have paid him. If there was proof that they tried to let him play and he didn't want to, they wouldn't have paid him. They wouldn't have the NFL has never done it before. They did it this time. The proof is out there. It's out there. He wanted to play. They wouldn't let him. The end. If you're arguing against that still, there's something going on inside you that's refusing you to admit that. And that's where I go, you're probably a racist piece of shit. Or you're a faux patriot who is so cares so much about the anthem, but you don't care about the freedom that the whole anthem is supposed to stand for and free speech. Like, that's where I'm like, you know, you are like, I disagree with you, but it's like, well, what is it then? Well, tell me what it is then. Well, you and I have our disagreement of, I'm not just going to blanket. And this is where Saturday got real divided. You were worked up. I was fucking baked. I'm not going to just blankly say you're a racist. All these people are racist. I, I think to me, 
a point that I've stuck by is you just said it. It's the fake patriotism. It's the faux patriotism. I think if Aaron Rodgers was saying, I'm not going to stand for the anthem, I think all those fucking people in Wisconsin who are like, America, rah, 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 I think they'd be just as offended. I think it's it's one of these issues, this fake patriotism bullshit, that they've, they've drawn the line, and people, for some reason, they can't differentiate free speech and fake patriotism. But there, it's also complicated, too, and this is where I think we disagree, too, Prano, of you can have free speech, but I also know legally my point is a job could fire you. Right. Like, and, like, and, like, like, like I could walk and in. And the case here is that, here's the case here. The case here is 10 guys, 10, 12, 15, 20, 25, 27, 28, whatever the number is, Guys go, he has that opinion, we don't want to hire him. And three guys are like, we kind of want to hire him. And those 29 guys are like, fuck you if you do. Yeah. We don't care that you don't have a problem with his opinion. If you do, we're going to fuck you every which way we can. Jerry Jones going, oh, you want to fucking hire him? I will, I will fuck your shit up. I'm the most powerful owner. I own my fucking apparel deal. I own fucking pet. I own the Dallas Cowboys. I own America's team. You hire him, I will fucking end you. And we will all collectively end you. You want to be the three guys taking on the other 29? That was what this case was about. Yeah. And the bottom line is, I don't give a shit about the legality of the First Amendment in this case. I give a, I give a shit about the fact that he was punished for having an opinion in the United States of America. That's some fucking North Korea shit. That's... Pl- it might not be an opinion you like. So you're basically saying, let me kind of sum it up. You're saying you don't have to agree with his opinion. You have to agree with his right to have any fucking opinion he wants. Besides fire in a crowded theater. Yeah. But how would you feel, let's say, because the freedom of speech, this is where it gets very blurred, especially where we are at in 2019. Let's say I'm a cashier at Trader Joe's and somebody's being obnoxious to me. I'm checking them out and I call them a fucking cunt. Now, I still have the freedom of speech, but they can fire me for calling them a fucking cunt. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Of course they can. Right? Because you have, the, like, the number one rule in fucking the service industry is the customer's always right. Sure. Now, that Trader Joe's can say, we fired him because he called somebody a cunt. Okay, and you could go try to get hired at fucking Whole Foods, right? And Whole Foods calls up Trader Joe's where he used to work, and they say, "Why'd you fire this guy?" And they go, "Well, he called this woman a cunt." And they go, "Andy, why did you call this guy, uh, you know, this person a cunt?" It's like, "Well, I was working at Trader Joe's, and they came up with their fucking, uh, you know, chocolate covered boysenberries." And uh, they told me that they didn't want to pay seven seventy nine; that they only wanted to pay four ninety nine. And I told them, "Well, that's not the price, and that's not how it works." And we got in a whole big argument, and I ca- called them a cunt. Whole Foods goes, "Seems pretty reasonable to me. Sounds like they were a cunt. You're hired. Yeah, that's capitalism. That's freedom. Sure. That's- whole Foods gets to make the choice, right? Now Amazon is suddenly buying everything, right? So if if Amazon owns Whole Foods and owns 
Trader Joe's and owns fucking, you know, every other shopping thing in America. And they go, you can't hire him. We don't care what you think as a manager. You're not allowed to hire him. Now you're saying we don't have the freedom to make a choice on this person and hear his story and hear why he did that. That's just like, oh, no, I, I'm going a blanket. If you hire him, we're going to fucking close your store. That's where you're getting into a situation that's happening with Colin Kaepernick. Collusion. Collusion. Well, well, look, I'm taking some flack and this is kind of annoying me. I don't. My opinion hasn't changed since Saturday. So somebody's trying to come at me hard, saying, "You know, you can come at me all you want, Ryan McLean." My opinion hasn't changed since Saturday. I basically said the same things that I said on Saturday. Granted, I was way more stoned on Saturday, so it probably didn't come out as coherently. My opinion hasn't changed. The difference is what Joe's saying is I'm saying somebody could not hire you for something, but when 32 people all in unison do that, that's collusion. There's a difference. And the bottom line is if they all thought he was not qualified to play in the league anymore and or his talents were outweighed by the fucking thing, then he wouldn't have gotten anything. Then the NFL would have said, see you in the Supreme Court. Just like we saw, we told Tom Brady, we'll see him in the Supreme Court. Just like we told everybody that's ever gotten a concussion that has a class action lawsuit against us, that we'll see them in the Supreme Court. Yeah. That we don't care. We have all the money and all the power. Come at us, bros. That he, They are fucking the Matrix gif. They're bringing it on. We don't care. We have all the money. We have lawyers 24-7. Bring it on. The reason that they, is they did something wrong. They went out of their way to stop this guy from having a job. And also, this goes back to the same thing. If you're still arguing that 32-year-old Josh Johnson, who had not appeared in an NFL game in twice as long as Colin Kaepernick had, that has one career, one career ever win, if you're saying he's more qualified to be an NFL starting quarterback for the Washington Redskins who were in first place when Alex Smith went down, ask yourself why you're saying that. No one believe, no one with eyeballs that understands the game of football believes that's true. So if you're arguing it, what are why are you arguing that? Why are you arguing something that's factually incorrect? What is it going on in here that's making you say it? Cuz you see me do this on Twitter. Why go down the whole, they try every fucking different door, every different angle. And I go, but what about this? But what about this? But what about this? Why are you searching so fucking hard when we can all agree he's more talented than the majority of backups in the NFL, that he's more qualified to play, that Tim Tebow got signed four times, even though he's a media circus, including by Bill Belichick and the Patriots who hate fucking media circuses. If you're arguing that, what is wrong with you? And if you're if you're not racist, fine. You're just a hyper patriot. Well, guess what? You got to do a little bit more work on what it means to be a hyper patriot in America. Because free speech, it ain't the Second Amendment, it ain't the Third Amendment, it ain't the Fourth Amendment. It's the first. Yeah, that, that was the first one they came up with. Say whatever the fuck you want. Land of the free. Be free. Do whatever you want. Fucking say it. Say anything, but that something that's going to put fucking people in danger. And I, and I know this is something close to your heart and obviously mine too. I don't want to be dramatic, but where we're at right now, free speech is under attack. It, it Plain and simply, it is. A hundred percent. Go on any social media, go on anything. It's, it's simply under attack. 
And I, you know, I am unabashed on censorship. I've said that forever. I think you should be able to put porn on Twitter, on Facebook. I like, I am for zero censorship. You know, to me, let the individual decide, let parents control their kids to not look at stuff. I, I, I am for unabashed censorship. Once you start the censorship, where does it end? Once you tell me I can't say this word without context. Colin Kaepernick can't wear pig cop socks. You can't wear a MAGA hat. Colin Kaepernick can't fucking wear a t-shirt with, uh, you know, fucking Fidel Castro on it. You can't wear the, the fucking, you know, uh, Confederate flag. But that's my point. You start. And go- the thing is, the Confederate flag, some people are like, it stands for this. Some people are like, it doesn't stand for this. Some people are like, it stands for the Dukes of Hazard. Guess what? If you want to wear a fucking hat with a Confederate flag on it, I don't give a single fuck. Yeah. If you want to wear socks with cops that look like pigs on it, I don't give a single fuck. If you want to wear a Fidel Castro t-shirt, I don't give a single fuck. Somebody whose grandfather was murdered by Fidel Castro might come and punch you in the face. Somebody whose grandfather was a slave, if you're wearing a Confederate flag, might come punch you in the face. That's up to you, and that's up to them, and that's up to the law, and that's up to the police, and that's up to whatever. But I don't give a fuck. But if you think that you should be able to wear a Confederate flag, but Colin Kaepernick shouldn't be able to wear a Fidel Castro hat, what you are is racist. That's it. You, well, you're a hypocrite. Yeah. You're, you're 100% a hypocrite. And I use this example all the time. The hypocrisy is everywhere. We all know what would happen to me if I walked outside the smut studio wearing a MAGA hat. Yeah. We all know what would happen to me. I'm sorry, what wouldn't happen to me if I walked outside the smut studio wearing an Obama hat. And that's all we're saying, guys. You should be free to wear both hats. And it's the same. The hypocrisy is everything. The, the MAGA crowd's favorite word is triggered. I've never seen a group more triggered by novelty socks than the MAGA crowd. Yeah. No one's ever been more triggered by socks than the people who are like, oh, you're all such fucking pussy triggered pussies. The dude had cartoon pigs on footwear and you guys are losing your fucking mind. You're the most triggered snowflakes. What about his t-shirt? We're talking about his fucking t-shirt now. I've never, that's the most snowflake behavior I've ever fucking heard. Okay, let me pose a scenario. This is from Stanga on YouTube. Would a Somalian refusing to handle scanned pork as a cashier at Target be similar to cap kneeling? Now, I'm assuming you're saying that's a religious belief, refusing to scan pork at a grocery store. Is that the same as cap kneeling? How is that? Wait, but I don't understand how. So you're talking about two completely different things. I don't necessarily see it. We're not talking about Colin Kaepernick kneeling. He didn't start out first downs kneeling for the fucking. Yeah. He's kneeling for the national anthem. Like if a Somalian's at Trader Joe's and you go, hey, man, I I don't try to. Okay, well, you're working in the produce section, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They're not saying, oh, Colin Kaepernick, go do this. Oh, Colin Kaepernick, go do that. They're like, you're fucking out of here. And again, this is the most important thing to remember with all the examples that we're giving about cashiers and fucking whatever is Colin Kaepernick didn't do shit between the whistles 
that started and ended a football game. But that's important. He was hired. That was his job, uh, is to play exactly. football. I think that's important. Let's not get that lost in the mix for any of these people. You're hired to play football, right? That's his job. He's If you're hired to be a cashier and you say, hey, I can't handle pork, I can't touch pork, If that's part of the job the way, requirement. Here's the thing. If Colin Kaepernick, through the 11 games he started after they benched Blaine Gabbert for Colin Kaepernick, for all the people who've d- decided to rewrite history, the 11 games he started, if he took if he took the first snap of every game and took a knee for a five-yard loss and said, every first down I take in every football game from here on out, I'm taking a knee to fight systematic racism, I'd 100% agree with him being out of the league forever. You don't fu- – this is not the time and place. You don't get to negatively affect – What's actually happening in your job sure. by doing it. But he wasn't doing that. Yeah. He wasn't. He was taking a knee on the sideline prior to starting work at the request of a Navy SEAL. Before that, he was sitting quietly, doing nothing, not talking about it. It's all been about press the whole time. He wasn't kneeling until he lost his job. Well, it was a preseason. If if starting if guys starting games in the preseason is the sign that they lost their job. How often does Tom Brady start preseason games? How often does Odell Beckham or Antonio Brown start, take all the snaps at preseason game? The idea that he, if you think Colin Kaepernick, you got to pick a, like this is like the Trump thing. People can't decide if Trump's an evil genius who's been colluding with Russia for fucking three decades or he's a boob who doesn't know how to fuck how climate change works. If you think Colin Kaepernick's an idiot, but you also think he had this long, running plan to start kneeling once he got benched and turn it into a hundred million dollars. You're, you're saying NFL. you can't have it both ways. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no one really thinks that, right? This was his plan all along. Yeah. Well, one last thing. Does he play in the NFL again? Probably not. The two teams, ironically that have popped up. Have you seen? No. Are the Patriots and the Panthers especially with him running the same style offense that Cam Newton runs. They really don't have any backups right now. The quarterback situation is a mess in Carolina. Including with their starter. The Patriots is an interesting one as Brady's backup. Yeah. Because Brady's 41. And it's like, I'm not wishing bad health on Tom Brady at all, but like he, you know, if something happens... You're going with Brian Hoyer? Everybody's talking about the business decision, the business decision, the business decision. He's affecting their bottom line. To which I repeat, again, the the Redskins lost a starting quarterback while they were in first place this year. First. They were sole possession of first place in the NFC East. With Alex Smith, who Colin Kaepernick in the past replaced and took a team to the Super Bowl. And when he went down, they immediately signed Mark Sanchez. And when he went down, they signed Josh Johnson. If you're talking about a business decision... They took their opportunity to host a first-round playoff game. Millions of dollars. And they lit it on fire. Yeah. They They, lit it on fire. They lost millions of dollars. Now, no one can say whether or not they would have, but they punted. They did not attempt. They did not put their best foot forward 
in getting Mark Sanchez and Josh Johnson, who had even been, who is older than Kaepernick, had been away from the game of starting on an NFL football team for longer, was only successful in Jim Harbaugh's offense in college over a decade ago. You punted on your season. You punted. Yeah. And I and and we'll never know if Daniel Schneider made any attempt to get him. Right. We'll never know. That could have been things that were maybe in emails, in text messages. We'll never know. I'd assume he never plays again. And that could be part of it, maybe, right? Could that have been part of what's written in the collusion agreement? The settlement, whatever you want to call it? I don't know. And that also, one last note, that also could have played a part in the whole supposed $20 million alliance, Amer- American Alliance football. Right. I, I want people to remember that because people say, oh, he turned down $20 million. Well, well we he didn't turn down $20 million. Well, we don't right? know. The, wh- the rumor isn't even he turned down $20 million. It's that's, that's what he wanted. Well, it's important to note, and we discussed this on Saturday, that league seems to be some sort of farm system for the NFL. The fact that they play those games also on the NFL network yeah. makes me think I don't think that was a viable possibility because the, 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 the NFL is also connected to the A. They're not connected, but they are connected, clearly. Right. The, the, the problem with the argument of the American Alliance of Football or whatever the fuck it's called is this. There's only two guys that are playing there, guys who need money and guys who are trying to get into the NFL or back into the NFL. Yeah. Colin Kaepernick believes the only reason he wasn't in the NFL is because they were keeping him from being in the NFL. So who goes and gets CTE for 75 grand a year if they're not making the NFL no matter what? If you told half of the guys in the alliance right now, doesn't matter how well you do here, you're not going to the NFL. Hi. Christian Hackenberg, you're not going to the NFL no matter how well you play. I think a lot of those guys would consider not playing because what's 75 grand to them? What's 200 grand to them? The they're only playing for an opportunity to get to the NFL. Colin yeah. Kaepernick was under the opinion, and the NFL agreed with him when they settled. Yeah, that the that he was right. He was not in the NFL because they didn't want him, not because he wasn't good enough, not because it wasn't proven. Because, again, if you're arguing that he's less proven than Josh Johnson, look deep inside and say, why are you saying that? If you think he's less pro- – Mike Lennon got $15 million. People I, are like, People are like, oh, my God, can you believe Colin Kaepernick wanted 20 Mike Lennon got $15 million. But I think- Sam Bradford got twenty. God, I don't know if I'd sign in an NFL team for less than $20 million if Sam Bradford's getting $20 million. But it's an odd time we live in, Prano. This goes beyond sports. I think people get in – crazy denials about yeah. facts. Yes. And again, it's, it, we're not just talking Colin Kaepernick. You see this in politics. You see this in just realities. You, you can't... People like to just toss out blanket statements and I love calling people out on it, w- whatever it is. And, you know, when people say, oh, this and this, and I'm like, show me some fucking stats. Yeah. Show me proven numbers. You can't just say... Oh, this and this about this person or about living somewhere. You can't just throw things at people. You know, but, but but that but so what's amazing? It's, is, it's like my family through my. We live in the age of information, but no one actually reads the information. That's my point. The, I've been um, saying. the amount of people 
that I've had to have a conversation with like, well, maybe if he didn't turn down contracts to be in the NFL. Guys, if Colin Kaepernick had ever turned down a single contract from the NFL, had ever tur- he has no collusion case. There's no collusion case if you've turned down money. Well, well, here's what happened. Just to kind of refresh everybody, just so everybody knows, these are the facts. The GM of the San Francisco 49ers met with him before, what, the 2016 season? And said, basically, that they were going to... This before 2017, correct. Cut him, right? Said, we're going to cut you. Restructure his contract? No, we're going to cut you. You can opt out or we're going to cut you. But we're not going to cut you until we have to. Yes. So you can opt out right now or we can cut you later. So and he be- said, well, if I'm 100% getting cut later, I'm going to opt out now and play the, play the field. See who wants to sign me. Exactly. Because apparently, according to everybody, John Elway wants to sign me and he'll give me $7 million, right? Because that's what he wanted to offer me in a trade, which he never ended up pulling the trigger on. So he went out and he tested the market and no one signed him. Now, Colin, you know, the, the report was... John John Elway wants to give me seven million dollars. You guys are all telling me this, so why wouldn't I become a free agent right now? And then, lo and behold, no one offered him one single deal. If they had, if anybody had offered him one deal, you can't sue a league for colluding that no one wanted to give you a deal. There's no case. There's no case. Exactly. Well, what about the Dolphins who tried to give you a deal? Case over. Judge the dismissed. That's why I believe thirty-two teams colluded not to give me a job. That's the why, judge goes, the Miami Dolphins offered you $4 million, and you said no. That's why case Eric Reed. Eric Reed's case is very interesting because Eric Reed was with Kaepernick on the collusion case, but once the Panthers signed him, he do you know this? He technically, because of what you're saying, had to drop out of the collusion part. Now, he's still going to see some money from this out-of-court settlement. Does that make any sense? Yeah. So he actually dropped out because someone signed him, which, like you said, eliminates collusion because someone signed him. Right. Anyway, I think we've said it all about this. We have our opinions. You guys probably have yours, but again, I mean, well, we also have a lot of facts. That's the point. So if you're gonna want, if you want to argue things with us, bring facts. But why argue don't, at this? Don't point? Don't bring opinion because there are people that are still doing it. But they're not going to change their mind. Like I said, we like you just said, we live in an age where we have. Access to facts, statistics. People want to see what they want to see. It's it's almost like you're dating somebody. Let's say you're dating somebody. And he or she keeps cheating on you. And your friends are saying, yo, man, they keep cheating on you. Why do you keep going back? You see what you want to see and you're blind to the facts and you keep going back. And to me, that's the scenario that's happening here with Kaepernick, with politics, with just blanket statements that people make of things you can look up. Right. End of story. Yeah. I mean, you can do what you want, Joe. Again, it's a free country. You can go at people, but I'm definitely not going to personally. I I don't know how well, what else we can say. I think we've expounded on this in an eloquent way on this show for years and I don't know what else to say to people. I'm personally not going to argue with you if you don't see it. And especially if you want to side with the owners, then we just disagree. I don't want to sign with the owners who literally want to bend me over at every football game I go to, at every new stadium they want to build. They don't care about you. Well, like you said. Just like Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump don't care about you. It's the same fucking people. Right. Look, 
my thing is, you know, we've been we've we've said it before. I've been doing comedy 20 years. At this point, I have nothing left. I have no my resume has nothing on it. Okay? I'm not getting a job as a fucking anything at yeah. this point. This is my life. This is my livelihood. This is all I've got. This is probably all I'll ever have from here on out. Free speech is everything to me. As a comic and as a podcaster, I get paid to have an opinion. If you're anti people having an opinion in America, you're on the other side of the argument as me. And I, since this is all I've got, will fight you to the death. I will die fighting you. If you're anti, if you believe people should be punished in America and have their livelihood taken away from them for having an opinion, you are on the, you are, you could not be more my enemy. Plain and simple, the end. And if you claim you're for free speech, but it changes depending on who they are, what they're saying, and the color of the person saying it, you're, you're truly my enemy in a fight to the death. The end. So you want not going to do it with people? I will. I will do it because it's all I got. Let's go. You are you are my enemy in life. I don't like you. I'll never like you. I'll argue with you forever. You're, you should move out. You should go to North Korea. Go somewhere where they control thoughts, speech. Leave. People keep saying, Joe, why don't you leave? I might. But one thing's for sure. I'm not leaving because I'm fighting for freedom. That's what this whole country is based on. I will fight you to the death if you're anti-free speech in America. The end. So my Twitter's open. Say your shit. I'll tell you why you're wrong. I'll tell you why you're not a patriot. I'll tell you why you are a racist. Let's go. Forever. And ever. And ever. Forever, ever? Forever, ever? Okay, you have places to be. Slub-a-dub hates America. That's the bottom line. Max Schenker, you hate America. Clay Travis, you hate America. Oh, he's, he's calling out names now. Calling out names. You hate America. It's the First Amendment. Not the second, not the third, not the fourth. You hate America. It's cool. You can hate America. You're free to hate America. Just own it. If you hate America, own that shit. Again, I think people get very confused with freedom of speech and fake patriotism. Very confused. I don't know why. I don't know why. Okay. You better be higher ranked than a Navy SEAL if you want to tell me kneeling is disrespecting the flag. Show me it. Show me the show me the medals. Show me your fucking working papers. But but I, but that to me that doesn't matter. They can have their opinion. Okay. But you, as, you you can have your opinion. Hard for me. I, see see this is where we disagree. It doesn't bother me if someone's offended by the kneeling. That doesn't bother me. Like you can, you have, again, freedom of speech. You can have your opinion to be offended by that. That's not going to bother me. What, what again bothers me is you can't do one thing, but yeah, I can do this. Yeah, be offended all you want. Just don't, don't, just don't tell me you're offended because you're a patriot and people who aren't offended aren't because fuck man, Navy SEALs are pre- pretty high. They're pretty good. They really fucking, they really put, when you talk about guys putting their life on their line, Jim A.B. somewhere sitting in a fucking room looking at radar screens. Navy SEALs are like in groups of six infiltrating fucking terrorist houses. Like, you're going to have to, you're going to have to fucking come at me with a pretty high rank. Tell me you're fucking, 
putting your life on the line more than a Navy SEAL for this country. Jeez. Well, look, Joe, you have somewhere to be. It's 114. I do. Got to wrap. You want to do some calls quick and get the fuck out of here? You can handle a call? Yeah. You can handle a call? Pick your pick your favorite. All right. What do we got here in today's calls? Oh, we have some good ones. Okay. Can we can we do this one without going too long? Let's see. Let's let's test it out. Uh, sorry, Ruther, this is you again. I just want to say, you have this fucking time on this thing for a minute. Hold on a second. I think it's the other one. What is his name, by the way? I don't know. This is Jew? This... Uh, sorry, Ruther, this is Jew again. This is Jew? I'm offended. Take his freedom of speech away. All right, let's get the actual call. Let's try. Let's try another one. What's up, fellas? This is Jew. Uh, listening to this uh, Barry McConaughey or Barry McCockney or whatever his name is. Pretty funny guy. But about Brady. So I'm a Yankee fan, and I know Jay or Joe completely fucking hates Derek Jeter and thinks he's the most overrated player. So it just crossed my mind that is Tom Brady the Derek Jeter of football? Super clutch, has a lot of stats, but is more just, you know, kind of what's really great about him. You know, you guys are talking about the dink and dunk, but he does have the stats. He's, you know, I'm a Giant fan as well, so I don't hate Tom Brady because he's 0-2 against the Giants. Um, but he's a winner, you know, but is it Bilicek? Is it the team? So I wonder, is Derek Jeter and Tom Brady... Uh, really simple. Uh, Tom Tom Brady. You know, my uh, critique of Tom Brady is that people are talking about him being the greatest of all time. I think Tom Brady is great. I think Tom Brady is a fantastic player. I'm just trying to temper where people place him in the legacy of greatest of all time because I yeah. think a lot of that is based on the number of championships he has and. That he's been a part of system. Tom Brady also has multiple Super Bowl MVPs, multiple league MVPs. He's been the best player on his team many, many years. He's the face of that team. Derek Jeter doesn't have a batting title. Derek Jeter doesn't have an MVP. Ever. Not one. Derek Jeter was never the best player on his team. They they kept replacing the best player on his team every year. It was Giambi. It was Arod. It was Clemens. It was Pettit. It's a million fucking aces. A, a new three hitter every year. Every year they're finding a new three hitter. Derek Cheater was never the best player ever in the league. Not once. Didn't win a batting title. Not once. Tom Brady is worlds better than Derek Cheater. Yeah, we're talking about Tom Brady where he stands in the fucking. Derek Cheater's not a top. 40 baseball player of all time. Well, the MVP thing is huge, guys. And I, that that cannot be understated. Again, and, and as I progress in watching sports throughout my life, you got to put more of an emphasis on that. We're talking a team accomplishment versus an individual accomplishment. So if Derek Jeter has never won an MVP, that's huge. That, that's he was in the running once. That's the league saying 
in his what? Did he play 19 years? In his 19, 20 years, however many years Jeter played, he was never the best player in all of baseball. And you can never, like, you, you, if you do the advanced stats, you can say, hey, for these eight seasons, Derek Jeter was statistically the worst defensive shortstop. You can never do that for Tom Brady. Yeah. Ever. Exactly. You can say, Tom Brady, oh, you know, maybe he wouldn't have been that good if he was on this team. He wouldn't have been that good if he was on that team. It's like, you can never say, hey, these four years, Tom Brady was actually dog shit hiding on a good team. You can't do that. He has multiple league MVPs and multiple super MVPs. He's, yeah. Like, I mean, that's offensive to Tom Brady. And I like offending Tom Brady fans, but that's gross. Yeah. That's a, that's a character assassination. Well, the hotline is 310-359-8365. Give us a ring. Prano has to go visit the Washington Memorial. Yeah. The monument, whatever it is, right? Yeah. You got to pay your respect. That's right. To the original George W. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, guys, follow us on Twitter at The Dirty Sports. Like Joe said earlier, subscribe to us on YouTube. Yeah. You never know. We might just pop up with random episodes. And they might be gone just as fast. Yeah. Follow me at Andy Ruther. And uh, again, if you use any of our promo codes, we w- or I will send you a package with two koozies. Or drop iTunes reviews, leave your Twitter handle, Instagram handle, blah, blah, blah. Again, we're on Spotify. Reiterate, we are on Spotify. Yep. Uh, shout out to Garnett, Canadian Dirtball, for the dope uh, black on black uh, Toronto Blue Jays hat. Love it. Um, I was actually just taking stock of how many Major League Baseball hats I've had. I have. I, I've, like I said, I'll never have an NL East team and I'll never have a Yankee or a Red Sox hat. But otherwise, it's nice to get another AL East team up in the mix. Uh, Joe Prano on Instagram, Fix Your Life on Twitter. Lots of shows coming up. Lots of good things happening. Lots of thusting behind the scenes. Um, so follow all that stuff and come see a show. Yeah. I'll be in Alaska. Do we have Alaskan dirt balls? We I don't have know if to. we have Alaskan dirt balls. Guys, the Prano's right, though. The gram. You got to get on the gram. Follow us at The Dirty Sports on yep. Instagram. Yep. It's all about that gram these days, It fam. really is. That's it. That's it. We've done it. President's Day in the books. Guys, thanks for listening. Have a great week. We will see you on Thursday. And don't forget, condoms are for pussies. <laughs>